Thank you for listening to the Slight Work Podcast. I am DJ RJ Who. You can listen to past episodes at soundcloud.com slash Ryan Jones Who or by subscribing to Slight Work in the iTunes Podcast Store. The Slight Work Radio Broadcast occurs every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Party Night. You can listen by downloading the TuneIn app and going to station Party 934. For any requests, submissions, or beats, hit me up on social media at Ryan Jones Who. Alright, this week will be an artist feature from a Cali MC Bad News Greatest, his newest single, and BYF, which is And Bring Your Friends, is out on SoundCloud, iTunes, pretty much every platform now. So without further ado, Bad News Greatest, are you on the line, my man? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's good to have, this, you are our first West Coast interview, so... Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Where, where in Cali specifically? I'm from a city called Carson. But uh, right now, I'm kind of like maybe like 10 minutes away from there. But it's it's L.A. for people who don't know about California. It pretty much like anything south of San Francisco is L.A., right? Uh, <laughs> kind of, I mean, if you wanna, it's a lot of people who probably feel different about that. But, I mean... For people who don't know, yeah, it's all Cali, man. It's all Cali. Nah, I've just played. I've just played. Yeah. All right, so so tell me about the name. Bad News Greatest. Uh, you told me you also go by News. What's what's the origin of your name specifically? Oh, man. I guess when I was maybe, I don't know, a teenager. I'm not going to put no specific age to it. I was a teenager, and um, I was already rhyming and stuff, but I was more into, you know, doing other things. And... um you know, other things, kid things. That's I'm going to just keep it like that. And <laughs> yeah, so that was just kind of like the name I was kind of given. And um, I think one time we was we were in the cypher and we was rapping and I kind of came up with the, the acronym for it. And it was before and after death, I think. Before and after death, never ending winning streak or something like that. I just said it in a freestyle and everybody was like, oh, yeah, your name is, you got to stay bad news and yada, yada, yada. So when I transitioned out of, you know, the kid stage or whatever, I just kept it because that's what people call me. You know? So I just kept it. And then one day we were in the studio and uh, we had a little bit of extra time left over and I had some extra beats, but I didn't have a song prepared. So my engineer was just... Hey man, you know you got extra time? Just do do a little freestyle or something. Freestyle, and I was like, "Well, what beat?" And he picked a beat for me. He picked like this Timberland beat. And so I freestyle, and in the middle of my freestyle, I kind of said, "You know, don't call me bad news no more. Call me bad news greatest." And then he was like, "Oh, that's your new name. That's your new name, man." It just stuck. There you have it. All right, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Have you ever done a Have you ever done a freestyle on the Kanye track "Bad News"? Uh, nah, I don't, I never even heard that song before. Yeah, off of, off of like 808s and Heartbreaks, Bad News. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see, I stopped listening to music probably like right around that time. Just, oh, really, why is that? I was more into um creating, and it's kind of like, you can't paint your own picture if you're peeking over another artist's shoulder looking at they painted, because, you know, your picture will start looking like their picture, so I just kind of... Turn the radio off, 
turn everything off. I asked people not to play music around me, really. And um, just was always creating my own thing. You know, if I know how music should uh, sound, I can create it myself. So I'm going to just listen to my own music, you know. And I say since 08, it's kind of been like that. My laptop, my iPods, all those things are just all like my music, samples, uh, unreleased music, beats, and stuff like that. Interesting. I like that. I like that because I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of what you hear is much of the same. So it's good to hear. Good to, like, that's a good way to break free of, you know, the typical everything else you hear. So tell me, tell me about, you know, you, you went through that period of, of not listening to music. What, what type of influences would you say maybe before or after that stage have been prominent for you in your career? Before, when I was first coming up, uh, the first person I ever seen rap was my uncle. And really? we were, yeah, we was just we were on the block in front of um in front of his house and him and his friends were cypher. And uh, I was just, you know, watch my uncle just pretty much just flame everybody. Just give it to everybody, all his friends. He would just, you know, out rap them. Would he then, do it is was that just a hobby to him or was he like putting nah, tracks nah. out? Yeah, he he was kind of doing yeah he was doing his thing he was doing he still do his thing like actually it's it's like a a pretty good feeling I got him on the album he has a verse on the album which is like to me it's like I'm already like gold or platinum because man I got a record with my uncle like man that's so cool to me like that's the coolest thing in the world to me. What does your uncle go by? What name? Uh, G bias. G bias. Okay. That's a, uh his nickname is G. And uh, our last name is Tobias, so we took the last couple of letters out of uh, our last name, and then he just put them together, and that's how he got his rap name. Got it. Okay, dope. Yeah. dope. So that was, that was like my first influence. That was like that guy, you know what I mean, watching him. Wanted to be, uh, I won't say better than him, because I don't feel like we should uh, compete, but I wanted to... You know, I just wanted to be with my uncle, you know what I mean? Just wanted to be with my uncle and do what he was doing. Wanted to be like him. So that was, like, my big influence. Got it. So you're, you love the uncle. Any other, like, sonic, sonically influenced artists or producers that that kind of, that were big to you, like, in, in that time period? Um, DJ Quick was definitely, like, I didn't know what it was as a, as a kid, but I knew that, Something about his music, like it just sounded more clearer than everybody else's music, and I didn't know what that was as a kid, but I knew that I liked it. And plus, he's from he's from the city over. He's from Compton, so it was kind of familiar. All the stuff he was talking about and things like that. So that was cool. Um, as strange as this may sound, my grandmother was like a big influence because uh, she worked at this place. And uh, Watts, and every year they would have this jazz festival, and it would be jazz artists, it would be soul artists, it would be spoken word, but it was like a big deal. We would have like I remember one year Ron Isley came up there, okay, he performed, yeah. So I got to meet him because I, I worked backstage, I worked with the camera and the boom and the audio. So I did that maybe like three or four years, and you know it's because my grandma, you know, my grandma was plugged in with that. But she, my grandmother was like, I don't know if I should even say this because I know people are getting like 
ticket to going to jail now or whatever because of for downloading music. But back in the day, I said like 90, 99, 98, 97, 2000, like around that, around that time. If you came out with an album, like my grandmother had it, like she would download it on like Bear Share or Winmax or uh, whatever, like, yeah, Napster, whatever, whatever it was out, like, and she would look it up. If it was out, she would have it. And then she would download it. She would download that. She would uh, get your artwork and she would print it out. And if she liked your album, she would actually like go to the store and buy it. And so when she bought the album, she would give me the album. So it was a lot of times where it's guys that I never heard on the radio, never seen on TV or anything like that. And it was because of my grandma and she put me up on game. Like she she gave me uh, Pharrell's first CD with, with Nerd and um, I think it was called In Search Of. And like to this day, that's like one of my favorite CDs. Every time I go to a record store, just on GP, on Good Principle, I buy it. Like, I bought it, like, maybe, like, three weeks ago, just because. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, I, I probably have, like, maybe, like, six or seven different copies of that, like, laying around the house. <laughs> That's and funny. it's just, because my grandma, you know, my grandma put me up on game. So, my grandma and my uncle. Shout out to, shout out to your grandma, man. I yeah, was, shout out I to was, <laughs> That was, that, I was that person for, you know, like, my friends in the high school group were burning the CDs. You know, the, yeah, the one yeah. I, we were one of the first to have a CD burner, so that was really big for me. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so th- those are your influences and how you kind of got started. And then, when did you put out your first mixtape? Uh, man, it was called Tattoos and Maxes, and I put it out on iTunes. And it was like half original, half unoriginal music. I would say 2000, maybe eight. I know that's not that long ago, but um, it's a lot has happened since then. So. Oh, no doubt, no no no. Oh, eight, oh seven. And then your second project, Drugs. Which, yeah, that was like the one that kind of got me, like I got to see the world a little bit and kind of got like fans and supporters and stuff like that. So that was cool. When did that project drop? Uh, let's see, 2010. 2010. And, and talk, a, talk a little bit about, so, drugs, D period, R period, U period, G period, S, like everything has a meaning in that. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about, you know, dreams reached, ugly goals. Like, talk about what that means to you and the what's behind that. Well, um, me and my cousin, we were driving around. He had just, I think he had just kind of got like a new car. And um, he came and picked me up, and uh, I was just chilling with him. We went back to to his neighborhood, and he was just talking uh, talking to me like, "What's going on with music?" And, and I was telling him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm about to come out with this new mix album, and yada yada yada." And he was like, "What you gonna call it?" And I was like, "Man, I don't know, I don't know." So then me and him, we just start shooting names back and forth. We sit in the car driving around, shooting names back and forth, and then he was like, uh, he said something. And then I was like, nah. And then I was like, what about drugs? And he was like, yeah, that's hard. But he was like, he was like, that's what that's the type of image you want. And I was like, nah, but it can mean something. So then it started from there. And then we started finding the acronym for it. And then he said have, I said have, and we started mixing it around. 
And then he, we came up with dreams, reject the goals. And then he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, sometimes you got to do bad things, you know, to get good things. Or you got to do stuff you don't want to do to get ahead. And that's kind of, that's how it came about, you know, rolling around. And I think he had a, um, I don't know, it was some type of Chevy. Some type of Chevy, but yeah, it was cool. With my cousin. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, man, your family's all over this. You got your, you got your cousin, got your uncle, got your grandma. Like yeah, it. yeah. So, all right. So the the, the single that's out now, mm-hmm. that is that a is that a standalone sing? And, and the single, by the way, is and BYF. Yo, man, this bad news greatest, and you about to listen to my latest single and bring your friends right here on Slight Work, the only. Girl, you so lucky. <laughs> Look into my eyes. Tell me what you see. Girl, don't lie, you know you see a G I never switched up, always stay me They bit so much, I can charge a fee Welcome to the only, I put that on the Tonys Everything real, nothing here phony You probably saying finally, I found someone godly You saying I'm the sh- <laughs> yeah I know probably A nigga never told, your boy never fold I always knew the plugs, your man's never stole I always stay down, I always stay mill I always stay mill, girl, welcome to the real Now tell them who the real is, girl, f- the feelings Everybody quiet, real one in the building Mind on a million Soil on a trillion, vibe on a billion, welcome to the feeling, mama I didn't did that, did that, I made my own feeling, feeling, I know it took a minute, minute, I know it took a minute, but we here now, so tell them who I realize, tell them who I realize, tell them who I realize, tell them who I realize. Yeah. Is that a standalone single or is that part of a project? Uh, that's coming up from uh, the I Live Forever, the album. So that's another single from the album. And and when is that album dropping? Um, Sometime next year, definitely this sometime next year. I don't have a exact date, but um, that's the thing about having your own label and not having an answer to nobody. I can just do it, put it out when right. I know. Yeah, when the time well, I know when the time is right, instead of having like a deadline or tell, or somebody telling me to hold on or or whatever, but definitely this year. For sure. And what, what kind of response have you gotten on the single? Man, it just um, what's today? Monday. It hasn't even uh, been like a hasn't even been a week yet, and it's already probably on maybe like four or five different uh, websites and blogs. Um, I think I'm almost up to like a thousand plays on SoundCloud and stuff like that. People hitting me up, emailing me. I think this is like maybe my third interview that I've done on it, and it hasn't even been out a week, so that's pretty cool. No doubt. About no four, doubt. four or five radio stations picking it up, so that's pretty cool. College radio, it's pretty good, man. That's awesome. And and you talked a little bit about being so you're, you're self-contained. Are you working with like any other artists within? that group or are you you just on your own on this one um like i said i got my uncle on there <laughs> and i i wouldn't say like my uncle is my artist because you know that's my uncle you know <laughs> right but um he's still in charge yeah 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 i'm still a nephew and he's still an uncle so but i have a uh my record label only a few of us left and then we have a clothing brand a clothing company called the only and um it's pretty much the same thing most of the time You'll hear me just say the only, but that that stands for the record label as well. 
But um, we just we just had a meeting like I said a couple of months ago, and not even like a month ago, and they was asking me about you know what did I plan to do like with other artists, and I pretty much told them I was like, well, I'm not signing no other artists. You know, it's just me, and then um, if whatever my uncle does, you know, if my uncle wants to put out a project, cool. If he doesn't, cool. You know, if he just want to do one song or if he just wants to do one record, you know, whatever he want to do. You know, that's my uncle, you know, he gonna do whatever he wants to do. But as far as signing another artist or anything like that, well, we probably will never do that. Right. And what's yep. what's the what's the age gap between you and your uncle? Oh man, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. He just had a birthday too. He gonna be like are, like are we talking <laughs> like twenty plus years? Are we talking like Nah, I think like maybe like fifteen. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, like fifteen. Nah, nah, a little bit. Maybe like it's all, uh, closer to twenty, closer to twenty, but we grew up together, man. He was like my kind of like Older my brother, dad. Right? Nah, he was like my dad. Oh, got it, got it, got it. He was like my dad when I when I went to my grandmother's house. He was my pop. So, all right, yeah. that makes sense because in my head, my my uncles, m- majority of them, I think all of them actually are in their sixties. So, oh, okay. I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I, I, I was trying to get myself in the mind frame. So, okay, that makes sense. You know, yeah. that's like he's. So he's not forty yet, probably late thirties. That makes sense. Yeah, like late thirties, late thirties. Okay, got you, got you. Now, who who do you have, uh, like production wise, on that specific song? And do you have like a certain team you work with, or you just kind of take it track by track? Yeah, and the only is me and my uncle, and my uncle was getting into producing. I'm also getting into producing, just being around them. They're kind of like teaching me, and I can kind of. Um, ghost produce i like to say because it's like i might not put my hands on the keyboard or i might not you know be put my hands on a mouse or the mpc or whatever we're using but i can tell them how to arrange it and oh do this like this and like that you know so i'm kind of getting into production but none of my production anything that i is not going to be on this album but i have compton bub and then i have little bub and that's his um that's his son and they both produce. So we're kind of trying to figure out. I'm trying to get a record from them to, you know, get on the album. But we're not trying to force it. Right. So, and who produced, yeah. who produced the song uh, MBYF? Uh, it's a producer named Sango. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. Is that, the, is that the kind of sound that you want to project, you feel like, in most of your project? Or do you have, I mean, what direction do you want to go with that? Uh, I don't have no sound, man. I don't have no sound. We were just talking about this the other day. People, somebody was trying to send me some um, production. And was asking me, like, what's my sound? And I said, you know, I don't have no sound. It's it's like music to me is kind of like food. Man, I eat Mexican food, soul food, Italian, you know, whatever. Indian food, Chinese food, Japanese. So it's just I don't really have no style. It's just whatever, whatever the message I need to, you know, get across, I kind of... In the tone of the, of the lyrics or the story or the subject matter, that's kind of like how I look for the sound just for that record. But my album is kind of, I never, I don't think I ever explained this, but it's 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 kind of sectioned off in four different categories. So okay, what you got? Yeah, so the name of the album is I Live Forever. So initially when I, when I was going to create the album, I was kind of like, I'm going to just make some records that live on forever. You know, people will listen to this. Once, you know, I'm dead and gone 100 years down the road, 200 years down the road. But I was like, that's kind of, um, 
I feel like that's kind of selfish and kind of self-absorbed. Like I was kind of only I, 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 you know, and right. I want to do something for like the world. I want to do something for everybody. So I came up with this concept of how could the album keep going on forever? So pretty much the album is um, sectioned off and categorized of different stages in somebody's life. So it's kind of like you have a, in the beginning, it's adolescence and all the records and that category will, you know, will symbolize adolescence. It'll be more free, more uh, fun, more careless, more party orientated, um, just more of a, when you were a kid and, you know, you really didn't have too many worries and you were only thinking about like having fun, um, shoes and girls and you know stuff like that man you know no no adult no not really too much adult uh subject in those in those songs and then the next category is anger it's kind of like your your late teens um maybe even early 20s and depending on how you came up it could be different some people have anger where they just have you know problems with their parents or getting bullied at school or some people like kind of around you know where we're from anger could be fighting it could be gangs it could be drugs it could be gunplay it could be police it could be anything you know so those all of the, all those records in that category are more aggressive like more street driven more you know i'm trying to get it i don't care how i get it i don't care who i knock over to get it then in the next category we have a uh, hopelessness and that's kind of when you start to have to pay for some of those consequences that you've done and you know in the previous stage when you kind of wake up a little bit and you start seeing people you know go to jail you know like i had a couple friends that went to jail for life oh, wow. and yeah yeah or you know people just dying or people just just you know just your consequence and you start to feel like damn like this shit is not this shit is not for us. Like they kinda out to get us, man. It's not fair out here for us. And then in the fourth one, it's called God's Plan. And that was a kind of like the the records that are supposed to like wake you up, you know, um conscious, more conscious records, more feel good records and more um more self awareness, more culturally driven type of songs. So I said if I do that and have the album to be about life, you know, about a person's life, no matter where you're from, everybody has an adolescence. Everybody has a rebellious stage. Everybody has a stage where they feel like, you know, everything is fucked up. And then everybody, if you're lucky, if you're blessed, you'll wake up and, you know, you'll see God and then you'll understand, like, what's really, really important out here. And that's, you know, that's pretty much like the album that's the album and i said if i do it like that then people will will always be able to relate to it no matter how how they grew up or what time of the year it is or no matter their ethnicity or religion or whatever so that's oh, kind of yeah, yeah that's the album well, talk a little bit about so you said you know the your adolescence where did you grow up in in la as well yeah, L.A. is not just a city for people that's out of town. L.A. is like a county. So I grew up in L.A. County, but I grew up, I moved around a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up in Carson, Lakewood, Bellflower, Long Beach, 
and then I moved out to like Anaheim and then Riverside and then um so, so like constantly moving. Constantly, 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 constantly moving, man. So Right. And you it, feel like and, and I mean what else would like that had to the shape I'm sure a lot of what you want to portray in this album, right? Yeah, yeah. See, the thing about that is I know how to talk to everybody. I know how to talk to everybody. I know how to move around everybody. I know how to be in a room full of white people and, and not feel uncomfortable. I know how to be in a room full of black people and, you know, and not try to act like I'm the toughest guy in the room. I could be on the street on a block full of all Mexicans and they'll embrace me. I could be on a block full of all Crips and they'll embrace me. I could be on a block full of all Bloods and they'll embrace me. I can go outside and be in a white neighborhood and my next, if I, if my, I used to have a next door neighbor and she was like 80 years old. She was a white lady and like, she loved me. You know, she didn't feel uncomfortable around me. She would talk to me. And so, I mean, everybody, I can speak to everybody. It's like, I don't know how to speak too much Spanish and I can't speak too much Vietnamese and I don't know too much, um, you know, different languages. But when I speak, like they get what I'm saying because I kind of, you know, I live to a, next to a lot of people. So you can hear it in my music. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Now let's, let's talk a little bit, just, just out of curiosity, all right, the, with the project coming up, and it doesn't have to be this specific project, but just in general. Uh-huh. If you could get any feature, any artist you feel like that would compliment you, and I'm going to obviously, we'll take, let's take your uncle out of it. Okay. <laughs> he's already in the mix. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what's a, you know, what artist would you be, would you love to work with you think would compliment your style I don't know man um kind of how I work is not necessarily like I have like a wish list of artists who I want to work with but more of uh, if I'm in the studio and we're creating and I feel like man this song needs this on it it needs to somebody needs to say this like this and I can't do it. I think this person can do it. That's kind of like how I move with my features. And at this point, like right now as of today, I haven't had that yet in this album where I feel like I needed somebody to come in and um, to do something on the artistic side. I think a lot of times artists, they don't really care about um, necessarily how the record sounds or if it's a better record with this artist or without this artist on it, they just kind of go get the artist because they want to like piggyback off of another guy's success and buzz just so, you know, their project can have uh, more, you know, more attention around it. And it's just, you know, the name of my company is the only, you know, so it's the only, you know, we don't need nobody. We don't, we don't want nobody to put us on. You know, labels try to holler. We don't want to sign no major deals. We don't want to co-sign. We don't want no big feature. We don't want nobody to put their arm around us or introduce us or nothing. We want to do it ourselves. That's the new wave. I like it. I mean, look at, yeah. I mean, look at J. Cole going, you know, doing the sales he did with, with no features and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, producing most majority of it, so... Yeah, but I mean, but J. Cole, you know, he has the... The top guy, you know, helping. Yeah, that didn't hurt, right? That didn't hurt, but <laughs> but I mean, recently somebody played me a J Cole song, and like, man, that dude would have been all right, no matter what. Like, he's just, you know, he got right. type of talent, you know what I'm saying? So that's cool, and he's very, very, very intelligent. Like I think, that yeah, we, we, these days. 
Oh, no doubt. I mean, we've talked about it on the show several times, but yeah. today, like in this day and age, fans like they they want authenticity and they mm-hmm. want, you know, maybe twenty years ago they they want whoever the labels pushing because that meant that that was the best artist in their yeah. eyes. Yeah. But now there's almost like a lack of authenticity when the, a label's pushing an artist too hard on the hip hop side, right? Like it's, it's needed on the pop side. And it's like you're forcing it on us. Exactly. And so yeah. I think there's, I think you are down the right path for sure. I mean, there's, there, there's definitely pluses to be on a label. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't say, I don't say um, like, I don't want to work with nobody, but it's just like, okay, let's use J Cole for example. It's just like, Say if we ran it, if I ran into him and he was like, "Man, you know, let's work. Let's, let's, I want to do something on your project." You know, all you know, respectfully, I would have to tell him just, you know, no, because I, it's like, bro, you, you all the way up here. Like, how, you say he sold how much records? Oh my gosh, he he went he platinum, he went right? Platinum. Yeah, I think yeah. he did go platinum. So it's like, man, you just went platinum. It's like, man. Let me let me get up to you know to you where it's an even playing field, and then you know let's create. I don't ever want a man to feel like he did me a favor. I don't want no favors. Right. I don't want no favors. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just like let me get my weight up. You know, let me get my weight up to you, and then then let's work. Then let's create because then we can do something better. You know. And Not just, many I, people would say that, man. So good for you. Nah, for I mean, I'll, that perspective. I've been in the studio with, with dudes where it's like, I could have got him on a song. I was in the studio um, a few years back, and DJ Quick walked in. And he's like, that's like, you know, I was telling you earlier, like, that's my, yep, my guys. Yeah. And um, he, matter of fact, he was super cool, to be to um, be honest. Like, he came in there, shook hands, and just sat down and talked. Like, no Hollywood, no bodyguard, no, no homies, no nothing. And uh, he was cool, and I could have got him on the record if I would have asked him, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do that, man. I want to do my own thing, and like, I think people respect that more if anything. Right, and uh, by the way, quick song on uh, the game's last project. You heard, oh, he, you heard that? It's nah, he got they got a record. Yes, you got to check it out. It's I'm check I, that in out. my opinion, it's the best song on. It's when you know when Game put out the double disc. Yeah, this yeah, last year. I, I think it was the second one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he did a song with DJ Quick that was, I mean, like the production. It's Quick it's produced it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to check that out, man. After this interview, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, please do. Please do. So, yeah, no, I definitely uh, understand that. Are you, you You mentioned the studio. Do you Are you spending the majority of your time, like, out of a home studio? Or are you going downtown L.A.? Where do you primarily get in the studio? Um, both. Uh, right now, we're in uh, Compton, California. And um, that's where the studio I'm at most of the time. And then I, I had a studio before that where I used to go out in, uh, I think it's like Costa Mesa. So that's more like Orange County, like closer to Disneyland. And um, that's like where I, when I first started recording, that's where I would go. But then my uncle, pretty much my my, uh, my grandmother passed away. My uncle's... Um, Sorry my, to hear that, man. Yeah, this was, this was a couple of years ago. And... Um, before my my grandmother passed away, she spoke to my uncle, and she told my uncle that she said, "You know, your nephew is um he's he's doing good in music. You know, he's he's really serious about this. Like he's he's you know he's making a way, right? And that 
<laughs> my grandmother, which, you know, she never talks like this. And uh, this is actually my grand, my other grandmother, not my hip hop grandmother. My hip hop oh, okay. grandmother is not my, my mom's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hip hop grandmother is my mom's mom. This is my dad's mom. Okay. My dad's mom's way more. Um, she was she's way more conservative. She was a nurse. She's you know just way more quiet, way more just chill and laid back. But um, she told my uncle that yeah, you know he's he's rapping and uh, he's pretty tight. <laughs> and my uncle was like, he's pretty what, mom? You know, like because you know she don't talk like that. Like, he's pretty right. And then, so, my uncle contacted me, hit me up, or called me, and, you know, we, we started talking, and, and then, um, you know, she, my grandmother passed away, and then at the funeral, it kind of, you know, sometimes they say, you know, a death will bring people back together. For sure. And ever since then, that was about two years ago, I see my uncle maybe like three, four times a week now, I talk to him like every other day. And, you know, we just in the studio and he was just like, man, I got the studio. I got this equipment. I got the board. I got this. I got that. He built the. he literally built a booth like from scratch with his own hands. And he was no just, way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like with a window, plexiglass, the door, right. soundproof, the, everything. And I was like, you built this? He was like, yeah, man, you know, I built it for you. So you can come do your thing. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's love right there. You know what I mean? That's love. Right. So, no that's doubt, just, man. Yeah, I've been that's in. That's awesome, man. If you get that support, I mean, yeah. people will come and go. If you have your family, man, that's, that's yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, uh, I won't keep you too much longer. I uh, appreciate your time. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for you uh, in the new project uh, next year. But like you said, you can if you want to put it out earlier or later, do what you want. No, nah, it's uh, going to be out this year. Oh, it's going to be out this year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Got it. We'll be out this year. The project is I Live Forever. And then right now, the single, And Bring Your Fan- Friends, and yeah. BYF, it's on everything, right? Like you, can get, you can go to iTunes. You can you can stream it on yeah, Tidal, it's on, it's Spotify. Everywhere. The album will be, um, I, I just got worried that it'll be in a couple of stores. And uh, the clothing line will be out soon, too. And I'm going to get that in a couple of stores, too. The clothing line is called The Only. So it'll, it'll be everywhere. your hands in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. The only, man, the clothing line is weird. I'm, like, real excited about it. Like, I'm passionate about it. Like, it's the music. So, it's, man, you're going to see that. It's, our logo is the Halo. So, you're going to see the Halo. Okay. The Halo is going to be the new Nike sign, man. I'm saying that now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, uh, bad news greatest out of Cali. Appreciate your time, my man. And uh, we'll definitely... Be keeping an eye out for you, and uh, you'll hear and BYF in rotation on slight work. Until next time. All right, man. I appreciate everything, man. Play the record. 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 <laughs> hey, for sure, man. We're uh, we're gonna. It's good stuff. I like it. So uh, it's it is slight work certified. We'll put it out there, and yeah. uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And you got any other tracks? Send them uh, our way, and we'll get them out there. Hey, man, I got to tell you, I need you to say one thing before we get out of here, man. All right, what you got? No, I need you to say it. Oh, you need me to say it? I just need you to say it. All right, what do you need me to say? The only. The only? There you go, man. Hey, interview done. It's over, man. It's over. You just need me to say the only. Got it. Say it again if you want to. Go ahead, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You were interviewing me for it. I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, the only, man. That's the new... That's the new everything, man. Okay.
Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all my peoples in Compton, Carson. Shout out to my cousin out in GA. My my cousin that just opened up a barbershop out in Riverside. Man, shout out to everybody. I love y'all. We about to do it. The only. The only. Good stuff. All right, my man. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Slight Work. Slight Work. Peace. We out.